Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Thurio. So if you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet and speak on a pros. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. phone, phone. Oh, yeah. This is the verbal version of the replay, the recap. The game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch. Players and coaches, the man keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away. Dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip. We keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. And when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues. The ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. going on we in the building this is after further review 2.0 aka the sideline pass live and direct man doing a quarantine edition thing we in the building active vr network over here down speaker.com and all that i be here like andy all that whatever you want to call me just don't call me with no nonsense you know what i'm saying um weather's getting nice hope everybody you know doing what they do to you know um Everything's being opened up a little bit, so, you know, do what you do. Don't want to be reading about you in two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, everything is everything, is everything man. We're going to talk about some stuff tonight, man. You know, um, George Floyd had his uh, funeral. He played the rest of the day um, in his hometown in Houston, Texas. And uh, we're definitely going to get into that because, um, you know, I, I watched it along with, you know, a lot of other people, I guess. And um, the, the vibe was that, you know, he was a sports guy. 
So you already know I'm on that. So um, you want to call in tonight, man, um, you know, talk about what you want to talk about. I know the NBA is heating up. They get ready to come back July 31st. Um, Major League Baseball is, is, is getting crazy with that. I don't know what they, you know, what they try to do. Um, I, I, I'm not really thinking that it's going to be a baseball season, but we'll get into that. Um, as far as, you know, everything else is concerned, they just kind of like, you know, take it a day by day. You know, um, boxing is back. Okay, Shakur Stevenson, lightweight, um, contender, prospect. You know, Champ has his uh, fight today. He's getting ready to fight on, uh, on ESPN if you, if you um, you know, want to see some boxing. Nobody's there, you know what I mean? But, they, you know, they're still getting it in. So the, um, the undercard has started already. So check that out. But, um, yeah, man, we got a lot of stuff going on tonight. KBO, Korean Baseball Organization, is still popping. So, um, everything is everything, man. Some golf going on, too, man. So, for you golfers, we got you. I didn't forget about my hockey people out there. We got you. So, um, again, man, we're going to you know, make it happen. Try to have some fun with it. But, uh, again, definitely, man, if you want to call in and, and give your respects and things of that nature, or even just, you know, get into a vibe, talk about what's going on, um, we could do that, too, man. All right? This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. The sideline pass. I got my man Bob James in the house. You know what I mean? Doing what we do. Um, let's start in the NBA. All right. Um, you know, I think that um, me being a Knicks fan and the Knicks being so bad, you know, how, how bad can you be if they don't even invite you back to finish the season? You know, and, and and to me as a Knicks fan, that's like the the final indignity, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, we had to deal with what we've all had to deal with for the you know um, the last couple months or whatever. But um, again, it's just a thing where um, franchise allegedly, okay, um, and you know. Coronavirus, COVID nineteen, whatever you want to call it, is you know it's caused a whole bunch of upheaval in a whole bunch of sports. But um, I mean the NBA man, in, in, in their infinite wisdom, they you know to justify you know um, trying to get a playoff and a postseason together and a champion and all of that and the TV money. Let's not forget about the TV money. Let's not forget about that. Okay, because they'll rock you to sleep with the, oh, we're doing it for the interest of the fans and we want to finish this season. Nah, man, knock it off. You're not fooling nobody. Okay, um, I think you'd have been better off just saying, you know what, you know, due to um, the circumstances beyond our control, that we just go, you know, jump into a playoff scenario if that's what we're going to do. If you're going to make it, if you're going to make a situation where you're not bringing everybody back, you know, we talked about this a few weeks ago, in, you know, potential uh, playoff scenarios or what would happen if the NBA came back. You know what I mean? They would have, um, you know, your eight teams that made the playoffs in each conference, the East and the West. And you would have my, – my suggestion was you have the eighth and – the seventh and eighth teams play the ninth and tenth teams. Since you want to talk about being fair and, you know, and everybody didn't get a chance and all that, you know what I mean? But um, the NBA is going to use a 22-team format starting on July 31st. 
every team is going to play eight games. So they're going to finish out the regular season with eight games, all right? Um, then there's potentially a uh, situation where we could see a play-in tournament to decide the AC in both conferences. So, again, you know, that's, that, that's a, that, that is a, a, a little play on the idea that we had, all right? Um, in the East, the only two teams fighting for a final spot in the playoffs are Orlando Magic and the Washington Wizards, all right? Um, Orlando's the AC, and they hold a five-and-a-half game lead over Washington. Do you really think that the Washington Wizards are going to make up five and a half games with only eight games left? The Washington Wizards. No John Wall. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for me, I, I, I just think that it's, it's, it's a Band-Aid. You know what I mean? I'm not thinking that Orlando is going to you know, blow a five and a half game lead over the Washington Wizards with eight games left. But it is what it is. We've seen stranger things happen. In the in, in the West, I mean, you know, we always talk about the West. We talked about it before this pandemic thing even came around, before the season started. We knew what we were, we were going to get out of the Western Conference. And so far, it's so good, man. Things, you know, stand to be far more interesting, you know, when the NBA does return at the end of July. Um, conferences, you know, Western Conference top seven teams, you know, pretty much guarantee – you know what I mean? Um, you know, your Lakers, your Nuggets, your, your, your Jazz, those guys, you know what I mean? Um, but I think that, you know, six teams battling for the eighth and final spot. Now, this is where it's interesting. This is interesting. I like this. Okay? Three of those teams that are battling for the eighth spot in the West are just three and a half games back of the current team that's in the eighth spot, that's the Memphis Grizzlies. So if the season was the end, you know how I always like to say that the season was the end, the season is dead right now, the Memphis Grizzlies would be in the eighth spot in the playoffs. They would make the playoffs, okay? That's job Morant in them. Um, although, you know, each team, you know, uh, uh, remaining eight games has not been officially uh, announced. Um, I think that, you know, with the bubble teams in the in, in the West, I think that, um, you know, you would have to, you know, maybe think that they would be playing each other. All right? So we got the um, six seeds that are fighting for those positions. Um, number eight is Memphis, as we said. Number nine is the Portland Trailblazers, three and a half games back. New Orleans Pelicans, three and a half games back. The Sacramento Kings, three and a half games back. All right? Then comes the San Antonio Spurs at four games back and the Phoenix Suns at six games back. So each of those teams are potentially, um, you know, could potentially get that eighth spot in the Western Conference. Uh, let's talk about the Spurs. All right. The Spurs, they're 27 and 36. They're currently the number 12 seed in the West. All right? You presume, let's just say their matchups could be um, for their remaining eight games, it'd be Denver twice, Memphis, New Orleans Pelicans, Utah Jazz twice, Sacramento Kings, and the Philadelphia 76ers, okay? Um, the Marcus Aldridge, his shoulder, his shoulder surgery is going to keep him out for the remainder of, the, of this season, whatever season it is, he's out. So um, whatever chance that the Spurs had at making the playoffs is really growing slimmer by the day. 
Um, again, LaMarcus Aldridge has you know, been arguably the Spurs' best player this season. And he's turned his game around by taking a career-high three-pointer, you know, career-high three-pointers in the game, you know, while hitting them at 38.9%. So he's doing his numbers. Um, but I think without him to hold down their front court on both ends of the floor, uh, San Antonio will have to rely on his youth. Okay, they got Lucas Semopic, Trey Lyles, and Shemizi Metu. All right. Um, again, you know, Aldridge being out won't help when the Spurs have to play Denver twice. They have to see Nikola Jokic and Rudy Gobert. That's the Spurs, that's the Nuggets and the Jazz. All right. So when they get to Orlando, they have to see those guys twice. All right. So at this point, man, these eight games for San Antonio will probably serve as a way for the franchise to take a look at what they have, you know, for the future and try to envision a future um, with both LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan will be unrestricted free agents in the, uh, the next summer, summer 2021. Um, the Spurs 22 season playoff streak, which is the most important thing for me, okay, they went to the playoffs 22 years in a row, all right, but that might be coming to an end this year. So, um, again, they've had a great run, you know what I mean, from the David Robinson days to, you know, Tim Duncan and, and getting those titles and things of that nature. So they're fully justified. You know what I'm saying? So they'll be probably one of those teams that have to, you know, start their rebuild. You know what I mean? Especially if they have to figure out what they're going to do um, with LaMarcus Aldridge. You know what I mean? And DeMar DeRozan. So, you know, I guess they don't want to be a team stuck with Rudy Gay as their best player, you know? Um, the Phoenix Suns, man, um, they're 26 and 39, currently 13th in the West. Um, their presumed remaining matchups would be Dallas twice, the Clippers, the Pacers, the Wizards, the Sixers, the Heat, and the Thunder. All right? Um, Phoenix will be getting Kelly Oubre back, okay, um, which, is, which is one of the things that, you know, um, the positive things for this, you know, return to um, an NBA season is you're going to, you know, see some people that were hurt, you know, now making their return. Uh, Kelly Oubre, he's fully recovered from meniscus surgery that he had in February, all right? But, um, however, his return doesn't really significantly improve Phoenix' chances of making the playoffs, all right? Um, they're six games out of the eighth spot. They got eight games left, you know what I mean? All but one of those games are against teams with winning records, you know what I mean? They got tough matchups against the Clippers. They got to play Dallas twice, and they got to play Miami. So this will be the first time that the Suns will be playing meaningful basketball at the end of the season in 10 years, okay? But I think, you know, other than, you know, playoff like reps for Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, and company, the Suns are just going to be happy to be included, okay? Um, I think, you know, this may be one of the teams to watch out for. You know, they, they really don't have anything to lose, okay? Um, just to be included in these 22 teams that are going to Orlando is, is, a, is a major thing for the Phoenix Suns, you know? But their lineup is expected to be fully healthy, all right? They will be able to play Booker, Oubre, Aiton, Ricky Rubio, and McCall Bridges together for eight games, okay, which was Phoenix's most successful lineup by far in a limited amount of time this season, okay? Um, in 226 minutes of action, that lineup outscored opponents by 20 points a game, okay, per 100 possessions. So, again, it'll give the Phoenix Suns a small sample size 
of what this team could look like in the future when they're at full strength and potentially make a jump from the bottom of the barrel in the West to, you know, legit contenders for um, a playoff spot. We'll see. Um, Sacramento, the Kings, 28-36. They're currently 11th in the West. Um, their presumed remaining matchups would be New Orleans twice, Brooklyn Nets, Dallas, Houston, Orlando, Indiana, and the Spurs. All right. Um, the Kings, one of those, you know, they started off really crazy slow. They were 12 and 22 through the first two months of the season. Um, the last 10 games before the league shut down, Sacramento had the best record among the six teams fighting for that final spot in the West. They were seven and three. All right. They put themselves in a three way tie with Portland and New Orleans to be three and a half games behind the Memphis Grizzlies. And it also helped that Luke Walton, the head coach, made the decision to move Buddy Hill to the bench in favor of Bogdan Bogdanovich. All right, so they have a little bit more cohesion in their rotation. All right, in their final eight regular season games, Sacramento will have, you know, presumably had two tough matchups against Dallas and Houston. All right, but they where they can make the most impact is the two games that they play against New Orleans. All right, so again, they, you know, this is, you know, these teams, these guys talk about, you know, how they would like to get into the playoffs and things of that nature. That's how they have to look at this. You know, teams like the Phoenix Suns and Sacramento and, you know, those, those teams that really even that aren't supposed to be even talking about playoffs, okay? They have the chance in front of them to kind of, you know, shock the world a little bit, all right? Um, it's not going to be clear yet if Marvin Bagley is going to be available for Sacramento, but um, without him, you know, um, you know, the Kings still have enough at least a, a puncher's chance of, you know, closing the gap you know, in, the, in this playoff race. Um, the Portland Trailblazers, currently they're the number nine seed in the West. Their record is 29-37. and 37. Their presumed remaining matchups would be against Memphis, Houston, Dallas, Boston, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn. All right. Um, you know, a lot of people are talking about the Portland Trailblazers. You know, we're talking about the situation with Damian Lillard. If they, you know, if they didn't have a chance to, you know, be in the playoffs, why come back? Um, I'm not mad at that, you know, um, and with all that being said, Portland does have the potential to be the most dangerous team when the season returns because of all the players they'll be getting back. Okay, remember, Joseph Nurkic, he was, you know, he could return after missing all the season with the um, fractures that he had in his leg, all right, in his left leg. All right, Zach Collins, he was progressing towards a return after his left shoulder surgery. All right, Damian Miller will be healthy. C.J. McCollum will be healthy. All right, because both of those guys are banged up a little bit before the season was postponed. All right, they have a lot of more depth in their front court. Um, and to help, you know, and not to have to rely on Hassan Whiteside so much because Hassan Whiteside was garbage. He was trying to play a little bit better before the season got, can you know, got canceled. Um, you know, it won't allow for any easy games, okay? And, and, and even though Portland is going to be, you know, fully healthy for the first time all year, all right? The schedule for Portland is also two games short. So they're going to need to, to, to address that issue before any games are played. All right? Um, among the matchups that will be certain to be on their schedule includes those games against Boston, uh, uh, Philly, Houston, Dallas. So it's, it's hard to predict what to expect from any of these teams after such a long layoff. But I think that, um, again, you know, Damian Lillard, you know, they've known him. You know, he's been known to hit some buzzer beaters and things of that nature. But I think, man, um, you know, we're going to have to get 
accustomed to some sloppy basketball. Let's keep it real. You know, these eight games are going to be, you know, um, you know, kind of a, you know, what we've been wanting to see, but it won't be the most, you know, beautiful basketball in the world. That's the thing. All right? So we're going to take a pause to the cause if we can. Bob James in the house with me. Um, if not, we're going to keep it pushing. I'm here. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a pause to the cause. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about two teams that are under the moon in this NBA return situation. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got the man in the house along with the ubiquitous Bob James. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that... We change it together. This is our time. 
Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a plane! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
get ready for this. Y'all ready for this? We're back in the building, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. The Sideline Pass, man. Um, you already know the vibes. You know what it is. You know why we're here. You know what we do. Um, I hope everybody's doing you know, doing what they do, still doing things the smart way. Now, I mean, I know everybody's, you know, um, tired of being cooped up in the crib and in the house or however you do it, but that's supposed to be your place of refuge. Now, I mean, um... You know, before this pandemic thing hit, you would think people, oh, I can't wait to go home. Home is where, you know, that's my that's my place of solitude. That's why, you know, I'm happy at it. seems like now people, you know, are, are mad that they're stuck at home. You know, and, and you know, I, and you haven't got it together by now, then I feel sorry for you. You know what I mean? You're finding out the real about your, your particular situations. You know what I mean? Now that you're at home and you don't have that, you know, escape. You know what I mean? But um, again, at the end of the day, I hope you're doing what you do. People can't wait to get back out here. Um, you know, all the protests that was going on, you know what I mean, in the name of George Floyd and, and, and others, too many to name at this certain uh, uh, juncture. But um, again, you were represented, you know what I mean, heavily. You know what I mean? It's still. And um, just want everybody out there to do what they do, man, and, and, and make sure that... Um, you handle your handle. If you made it through, you know, so far, you good. You know what I mean? But it's always, you know, the next day. You got to, you know, if you get the next day and you, you could see that sun come up or whatever, then you winning already. You ain't not really nothing to complain about. You know what I'm saying? Um, before we took a break, man, we were talking about the um, six teams on the bubble in the Western Conference. They're going down to Orlando and finish out the uh, remaining eight games left on the NBA on their particular NBA schedules and um, the postseason. So um, we were up to the um, – we did the, the sixth through the third. Now we're going to go to the last two teams um, in the Western Conference. We already talked about San Antonio. We talked about Phoenix. We talked about Sacramento. We talked about the Portland Trailblazers. So now we're going to get into the Memphis Grizzlies. They're 29 and 37. They're currently the number eight seed in the West. Okay. Um, their presumed remaining matchups will be with Portland, Utah, San Antonio, Oklahoma City, Milwaukee, New Orleans Pelicans twice, and the Boston Celtics. I, um, it would seem as Memphis is in the um, situation where they have the most pressure because every team that's listed on here will be gunning for them. Okay. Even if they do hold on to the eight seed and the number nine team is within four games of them, okay, which would be right now would be, you know, whoever out of those remaining Portland, uh, Sacramento, uh, Phoenix, and San Antonio, it's going to be a tough go for um, the, the, the Memphis Grizzlies. So if one of those teams is within four games of the number eight seed, okay, um, you have to play a winning a play-in tournament to secure the final spot. So again, we went back to that idea where the number eight seed would have to play the number, you know, nine. Um, and again, I think that's 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 a more exciting idea. You know what I mean? So again, 
um, Memphis is going to have to really, really, you know, play great basketball from the jump. Okay, they're going to get needed help in Orlando as Jaron Jackson Jr. and Brandon Clark will be healthy and ready to go after they both missed a handful of games before the hiatus because they were injured. Um, Memphis will also finally see the debut of Justice Winslow. Okay, so because he said um, back in April that he was pain-free and symptom-free from his uh, issues with his back. So, again, you know, throw Wins- you know Justice Winslow in the starting lineup in, in, in uh, place of Jay Crowder. Okay, remember the Grizzlies, you know, included Crowder in the trade package that um, got uh, Winslow from Miami in a three-team deal. All right, so, again, Justice Winslow will be another threat, all right, that John Morant can use on offense. I um, remember, you know, even though he only played 11 games this season, Justice Winslow shot, shot 37.5% from three-point land on nearly four attempts a game. So if he could find that shooting range in Orlando, it would, um, you know, it would be a wonder for Memphis because, again, they ran this season at 35.2%, right? So watch out. You know, every game that Memphis is going to play and that remaining eight, you know what I mean? Which could potentially turn into 12 because, again, they play the eight games to close after regular season, and then they play the, the play-in tournament game, okay? So it would, be, it would behoove them to, you know, finish eighth or ninth. You know, that, that schedule is crazy. That's not the official schedule, but it's, you know, the schedule that, you know, we kind of figured that they would play, um, giving them, you know, having to play eight games and things of that nature, trying to make this schedule a little bit exciting, you know, because these eight games are going to – they're going to gonna really gas this thing up. You know what I mean? So, like, this is really an introduction to the 2020 NBA playoffs, is what these eight games are, okay? So it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, what you know, teams are going to be left to play in that 8-9 scenario, okay? Um, we talk about the New Orleans Pelicans now. They're currently the number 10 seed, all right? Their presumed remaining schedule will be Sacramento, Utah, the Clippers twice, San Antonio, the Grizzlies twice, in Orlando, all right? I think the Pelicans are in the uh, catbird seat, you know, um, um, you know, trying to push Memphis out for the final spot. They got an easier schedule on paper compared to the rest of the teams with games against San Antonio, Orlando, and Sacramento, okay? They'll get to play Memphis twice and try to shorten that gap. On top of that, they'll be getting a fully rested, more in shape version of Zion Williamson. Okay, because remember, before the season stopped on March 11th, Zion Williamson was doing his numbers. He, had tw- he was averaging 23 points, six rebounds, and two assists, and just playing 19 games. He had 35 points against the Lakers, all right? There hasn't been a team yet that could really match up with him physically in the post, okay, whether it's in either muscling through to the basket or just really housing the offensive boards, all right? New Orleans is also playing at the second fastest pace in the league in the final month before the pandemic, you know, um, halted the season. All right? They averaged 120 points a game. All right? The momentum was shifting towards New Orleans to catch the Memphis Grizzlies back in March. All right? But I think, you know, it might be difficult for New Orleans to pick up where it left off. You know, you're coming into this, you know, these eight games with a lineup of Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, and Drew Holiday. That's going to be a dangerous squad, you know, to try to hold off, you know, once the, you know, the NBA season um, comes back. Um, 
I said, and I talked about last week, man, um, where I was trying to, you know, come to the decision about my New York Knicks and whether I was even you know, want to be a fan of that organization anymore, man, because, um, you know, we, you know, it's been a long, 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 long road, and I really don't even see where it's beneficial to be a Knicks fan at this point, you know? And, and it's not just about the losing, because, you know, I've been rocking with them for other. So it's not just about that. It's about what goes on, you know, behind the scenes and, 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 and you know, um, the high with, the, with the ownership. Let's just call it what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think that um, I, I, mean, I, think I might be in, 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 the, in, the, in the process of you know, trying to find me a new NBA team, man. I'm not, I can't really deal with this situation no more what's going on with the Knicks, man. Cause it's, it's bothering me, and I, and I don't like it. So, again, um, we'll, we'll keep posted on that. Not that that's really important to anybody besides me, but it is what it is. Um, this is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We are talking about right now the NBA because that's the season that's really, um, you know, on, on target to, to, to return. They have a set date for July the 31st. They have 22 teams that will be coming back to play. Um, they're going to play eight regular season games to close out the season and then go right into the playoffs. So um, here are your uh, our after further review 2.0 power rankings. All right. We're going to run through that. I mean, we're going to talk basketball a little bit tonight, man, you know, because I think that George Floyd, we would have had a great conversation about, you know, basketball, especially this season, man. And um, here and now he's a sports dude. So, um, this, this is for you, man. And everything that we do out here is, I, I, you know, after this is for you, my guy, cause you like sports. So, you know, we could, we're going to talk about it. I put the battery in my back cause I really didn't want to do a show tonight. I really did. You know what I mean? But when, you know, the homie was up there saying, you know, um, how much, you know, uh, George Floyd enjoyed, you know, sports and he was a big sports head. He, you know, all American tight end and you know played basketball and all that. I was like, oh yeah, I got to do it. You know what I mean? And just put it in the, in the conversation. Like we have the conversation, we chopping it up. Because if I was chopping it up with him, I definitely would have got at him about his Houston Astros. I definitely would have got at him and been like, yo, you know what I mean? You might have jerked my Yankees twice out of the World Series. I would have talked to him about his Houston Rockets. You know what I mean? With, you know, Russell Westbrook and James Harden and why James Harden don't play no D. You know, I would have talked to him about his Houston Texans and, and, and with Deshaun Watson and that situation. So, yeah, man, we were at, you know, we were at a conversation, so that's dope. So um, we're going to chop it up, man, get into some, um, I guess you would call it a little mini preview or whatever, you know, in regards to these teams and, the, and their power rankings. We're going to go through the top. Yeah. We're going to run through and see what we do, man. We just, we here. We in the building, so we here. All right, we're going to start at the top of the Milwaukee Bucks. Their record was 53-12, and 12, all right? The hiatus may have came, come at the perfect time for Milwaukee. They were riding a three-game losing streak when the season stopped. Giannis Antetokounmpo missed the final two games with a uh, sprain in his left knee, all right? Um, knowing that Giannis is obviously essential to everything with Milwaukee, that Milwaukee does on both ends of the court, um, getting him back to 100% is vital for what they do. If they have championship aspirations, um, you know, 
I think, you know, the biggest question really for Milwaukee and for all these teams is um, how the long break will disrupt, you know, the rhythm and, and how the loss of, you know, that home court advantage is going to affect these teams. So, you know, like again, like I said, you know, these eight games at the end of, you know, eight regular season games, if they're going to play to close out the season, might be a lot of sloppy basketball, man. We might not get any really, you know, good, you know, quality basketball to the second round of the playoffs. That's just what it is. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers, man, they're still a slight favorite to win the title. They're in a good position to pick up where they left off, given that, you know, they have elite superstars in LeBron James and Anthony Davis, plus a veteran group of role players. So, you know, this team has developed great chemistry over the season, which has served them well. You know what I mean? Um, in a you know, quarantine environment for multiple months, you know. Um, LeBron said that the layoff isn't really a benefit for him physically, but um, I think with, you know, him and, you know, Anthony Davis being fresh and cleared from any, you know, nagging injuries, um, you know, we want to see what the Lakers are going to do now. That excuse is gone. The injury excuse doesn't exist anymore for the Lakers because they had, you know, they had an extra hiatus to, to get right along with everybody else. All right. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers, you know, they were finally healthy and clicking at the time of the hiatus. They were 7-2. and two. All right, after the All-Star break. Um, on one hand, they probably hate to see the momentum stall. But on the other, um, Doc Rivers can, you know, get a second training camp to figure out these rotations um, with perhaps the deepest roster in the, in, the, in, in the league. All right, the Clippers have been dominant. 44-20 and 20 is their record. You know, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the floor together. So they remain right there with the Lakers. And, and I like them to come out the West. I, li- I like them from the beginning of the season to come out of the West. You know what I mean? Because, again, like you said, defensively, the Clippers were, like, optimum. You know what I mean? But they weren't really playing like it. You know what I mean? If I had to grade the Clippers, even though they were 44 and 20, I think I had to give them a B minus. You know? Because I think a lot of people were expecting the Clippers to really just come out and just really do their numbers and dominate and really, you know, be the team in the West. But they really kind of, like, played, um, you know, not to their, that championship level that we expected from this Los Angeles Clipper team. Um, the Toronto Raptors, remember them? The defending NBA champions, remember them? Um, there's a doubt that's creeping in once again. And Toronto, surely, you know, they enjoy it. Some people feel like Toronto caught lightning in a bottle this season. And, you know, that disruption in the momentum, it could bring them back down to earth. But don't count on it. I mean, they're 46-18 before the hiatus, so they were doing numbers. And they wasn't really all the way healthy. So now they might be even stronger because their roster is healthy, it's rested. Um, they succeeded all season, you know, uh, you know um, injuries notwithstanding, taking various players out of the lineup at various times in the season. So it's going to be fun to see them at full strength, man. You know what I mean? Fun for us that watch the game but not really so much fun for their opponents. Um, the Boston Celtics, another team that could never really seem to get their best players on the court at the same time, all right? Um, a five-month layoff will, you know, hopefully fix that. Kemba Walker was dealing with a knee before the hiatus, so he should come into, you know, this Orlando situation relatively fresh to go. Um, but the rest of the Celtics score five, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Haywood, Marcus Smart, 
All right, Tatum was playing outstanding basketball before the break. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can keep that up when the season resumes. If he can, then, you know, Boston is right up there with the Torontos and the Phillies and the Milwaukee's to come out of the East. If everybody's healthy, this will be the Boston Celtic team that everybody wants to see, that everybody wanted to see. Healthy. Okay, see if these young kids can – you know, continue to do their thing, see if Gordon Hayward can continue to progress from his devastating injury from a couple of years ago. All right, and we'll see what the Boston Celtics can do. Um, the Denver Nuggets, you know, um, again, Nikola Jokic is going to be, um, have the target on him. They're going to definitely watch him, see how, you know, his progress is upon the return. Um, he had played himself, in the, himself into shape. And um, he was doing, you know, doing his thing before the hiatus. And I think that Denver is definitely going to need to get him to re- regain, you know, that type of form if it's going to get through this tough Western Conference. And it's definitely going to be tough. All right. But Denver, I think, you know, a record of 43 and 22 before the break. I mean, they represented themselves very well in the Western Conference. All right. Um, the Miami Heat. Miami's one of these teams that has a lot to play for during these, you know, eight you know, uh, regular season games to close out the season. They could possibly overtake Boston for the three spot. They're two and a half games behind them right now. Okay. That would allow Miami to avoid Milwaukee in a potential second round matchup. All right. They'll also get a boost with Tyler Harrow coming back. He'll be healthy. He was gone. All right. Um, he had just returned from being out for five weeks the night that the league shut down. All right. And remember Myers Leonard. He was sidelined since early February with an ankle. So this team is well-suited for the playoffs. They have a deep, versatile roster, and they have a leader with postseason experience in Jimmy Butler. And 41-24 and 24 is nothing to seize at. So, again, I think that, you know, the Miami Heat is going to be one of those interesting teams to watch in um, this uh, return to the NBA season. Um, one of the most surprising teams, all right, and we got a chance to, um, to witness – the um, the shutdown of the season in real time in Oklahoma City, all right? And and, and the Thunder, perhaps the NBA's most surprising team this year, all right? The, the Thunder will definitely be um, a tough opponent for whoever they face in the first round of the playoffs and beyond, all right? Um, Chris Paul is, you know, averaging, you know, doing his numbers, averaging 3.5 points or 50 point, 54% shooting, all right? Um, Andre Robinson may be back to boost that, you know, that wing rotation. All right. Um, Robinson last played in the NBA game in January of 2018. Even if he can only give them a few minutes to guard in the you know, perimeter, it will still be a nice bonus for Oklahoma City. Uh, another body to come off the bench that could help them out. Um, the Houston Rockets. You know, opponents seem to have really been starting to figure out what Houston does with the small ball before the hiatus. So the break may have come at a good time for Houston. The success in the playoffs are going to have a lot to do with matchups. All right? um, they're going to have to avoid teams with dominant big men like the Lakers and the Nuggets as long as possible. You know, Russell Westbrook was doing his numbers before the break, and James Harden is James Harden. So Houston does have the firepower to beat any team in the playoff series if their shooters get hot for a week or two. All right? um, the Philadelphia 76ers. A few months ago, the Sixers, you know, had the prospect, you know, were facing the prospect of beginning the playoffs without one of their two stars. All right, Ben Simmons was dealing with a back, 
and you know, and, and, and you know, um, Joel and B was dealing with his situation. All right, but looks like now they'll have both of those guys back at full strength. Um, Philadelphia won't have to worry about his dismal record on the road at Disney. All right, they're ten and twenty-four on the road, but they also won't have to worry about that that home court advantage. They were twenty-nine and two at home, so um, it's, it, it haven't seen that put things together all season long. But um, given their talent and the way that they match up with the Milwaukee Bucks. It wouldn't be too much of a surprise if they ended up in the NBA Finals because it would be, um, you know, a justification of everybody's thoughts of what the Philadelphia 76ers could be, all right? Because, you know, with all that talent that they have, you know, it, it should be a shame if they don't get to the NBA, you know, the NBA Finals. Um, again, a first-round exit wouldn't be shocking. It's the Sixers we're talking about here, all right? Um, the Dallas Mavericks, they're in the number seven spot in the West, but they have one fewer win than the four-seeded Utah Jazz, all right? Um, Luka Doncic is a, is a concern, all right? Um, he had returned to his native homeland of Slovenia during the hiatus, so we'll see what's up with that. Um, Dallas won't get any injury relief from the break, all right? Um, Jalen Brunson and Dwight, and Dwight Powell will um, both likely be out until next season. They both had surgery, all right? But with Dante and Chris Porzingis, um, we'll see what they, you know, see what this Dallas Mavericks team can do, you know? Um, if, they, if they end up with the number seven seed, we'll see. And, and, and they have, you know, those two guys, now it's time to show and prove, all right? You've been off all this time. You don't have that injury bug to worry about. Just come in and play some ball, all right? The Utah Jazz. Remember the off-the-court drama between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, all right? Um, Utah probably suffered the biggest blow of any contender during the hiatus. Bogan Bogdanovich had season-ending surgery on his shooting wrist, um, the one that had bothered him for months. The Jazz are doing their numbers. Um, Georges Nyang may, may replace him in the starting lineup, but it's going to be up to Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles to pick up that scoring slack while even more responsibility shifts back in the lap from Donovan Mitchell. And hopefully, you know, they can get past this situation and, 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 and figure this thing out and play some basketball, man, and get it popping. All right? Um, Indiana Pacers. The hiatus is a good thing for players dealing with injuries, and it can have the opposite effect for Victor Oladipo. He was just making his way back from a year-long knee injury and had his best game. 27 points, 7 rebounds in 28 minutes the night before the league shut down, all right? Um, if Indiana's going to make any real noise in the playoffs, they're going to need um, Oladipo in top form. And um, I think, you know, he was building confidence before the break. And um, I think it might have got interrupted, you know what I mean, due to this, to this pandemic that we're dealing with. All right, step to further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We're running down some basketball teams. Basketball will be back July 31st to 22 teams that will be in the building. We are chopping it up and making it do what it do as far as that's concerned. So, all right, this is after further review, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, man. Talking like we talk, man. Shout out to everybody out there that was, you know, doing their thing out there, you know, getting their protests on. You know what I mean? All 50 states, you know, had protests. And um, they were, for the most part, peaceful. 
You know, they had, you know, of course, people going to be out there doing, you know, wilding out doing what they do. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not a political dude, but um, I would be remiss and I would be playing myself if I didn't at least, you know, um, attempt to try to talk to situations. <laughs> because, again, I might not be um, the most political dude in the world, but I do know the difference between right and wrong. Period. So, um, again, this, you know, everybody, you know, just hold your head, man. And, and, and long as you realize the difference between right and wrong and you don't feed into the nonsense, I know it's, it, it's, it's easy to feed into it. If somebody says something out of pocket to you, you return the favor. I get it. That's me all day. You know what I'm saying? But again, at the end of the day, man, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot uh, at stake, you know? It's a lot at stake. And, again, just, just be able to hold yourself down. And what I mean by that is just represent what you represent. And don't let nobody, you know, change you from that. And um, keep on making it do what it do, man, because we're going to be here live and direct. We're in the building, man. We're going to go to 930 tonight, man. All right? So shout out to everybody that, that checks out the show. I appreciate y'all. Um, y'all do what y'all do. We're going to rock out to 930 tonight, man. Give my man um, Bob James a, a rest. He's been doing yeoman's work, man, putting these shows out and doing what he does, man, behind the scenes. So um, we're going to go to 930 tonight. Remember, it's the quarantine edition, y'all. So, you know what I mean? We're going to do it, make it do what it do. And uh, we're going to ride out to 930 with y'all tonight, all right? Um, NHL, you already know what it is with them. They're coming back. You know, going to jump right into the playoffs and make it do what it do with that. Um, Major League Baseball, they're at the crossroads. They're trying to figure out. They're doing the proposals and counter-proposals and all of this nonsense, you know. Um, the NFL, to me, if I had to say right now, I think the NFL, is, you know, is on track to, if they don't start on September 10th, they might start a week or two after. All right. Um, the Hall of Fame game is coming up. Do you know who's in the Hall of Fame game this year? I give you a hint. I give you one hint who's in the Hall of Fame game this year. They played in the Super Bowl three times against each other. That's the only hint you get. The Hall of Fame game features two teams that played against each other three times in the Super Bowl. All right. You don't have to Google it. The Cowboys and the Steelers, tentatively um, set for August the 6th, all right? Um, it's going to be the first exhibition in the 2020 NFL preseason, all right? It's going to have fans in the building, all right? So um, that, that's going to be, yeah, that, that's going to be a wild situation. But I hopefully, you know, by the time, you know, August the 6th rolls around, you know, be hopefully in a better, you know, position to say, you know, feel more comfortable about, you know, even going out and having these games. Um, they sold out, you know, 20,000 20, game tickets are sold out within a half hour. All right. Um, again, all systems are a go as for right now. All right. Um, the NFL says, and said numerous times, the fans to play a full 17-week schedule with fans in the stands. We'll see how that's going to work, you know. Um, but again, I think that this um, Hall of Fame game is going to be a uh, indicator of how the 2020 season is going to 
uh, progress. I um, again, you know, have contingency plans. You know, um, should the NFL have to compress this preseason or begin later than you know expected, they can move the you know 2020 enshrinement to say Easter weekend next year, or combine both classes come August 2021. You know. So, again, um, you know, with these Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, it kind of messes up the situation, you know. Basketball Hall of Fame had to push their uh, ceremony back from late August to next spring. Uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame canceled this late July induction ceremony and will induct the 2020 class with the 2021 class next July. So Jeter's going to have to wait, all right. Um, but, again, man, you know, again, I, I think that, you know, should the NFL get its preseason underway, um, you know, I think, you know, the, the Hall of Fame would, you know, still have to deal with state laws in Ohio. Uh, places like casinos and amusement parks won't open until June 19th. All right, they'll play the Memorial Tournament will be played in mid-July with less than 10,000 10, spectators a day. So, again, um, they're trying to figure it out and try to get things back to some some kind of, you know, semblance of order, you know what I mean? And and we're going to be able to talk to a lot of football coming up here, and hopefully that they can, you know, set the example and, and, and be back on some regular stuff. Um, Kyron Kaepernick, you know I was going to bring it up. You already know I was going to bring it up. Um, you know, Roger Goodell and the NFL, we always talk about them. We've been talking about them ever since, you know, how they've, you know, really didn't give Colin Kaepernick a fair treatment. And their justification was that, you know, Colin Kaepernick was disrespecting the flag. And he told you from the beginning, it was never about the flag. But I think that, you know, now that we could talk about it a little bit, the NFL needed a convenient excuse. Because Colin Kaepernick was like, yo, I'm not going to let you dictate to me how I feel or what I think. If I got a problem with the way um, the police are dealing with people out here, and, and this is my way to bring attention to it, then so be it. And the NFL and Roger Goodell included, they were really on some, he's disrespecting the flag, he's disrespecting the league, and all this mumbo-jumbo. So now we're in a, a position where Colin Ka Kaepernick was, this is what he was talking about. What we've been dealing with for the past two weeks, is what we're talking about right now. Why we talking about George Floyd in the past tense is what Colin Kaepernick was talking about. And since we're on that topic, I'm gonna talk about this a little bit. Um, I'm 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 in full support, a thousand percent, of the people out there doing what they do. I'm in support of that. These youngsters is, is making it happen. I'm not mad at them. But here's the thing. I'm not really with the cops out here kneeling with the protesters. That's kind of whack to me. And I'm going to tell you why. The, the knee is the reason why we're here in the first place. That cop, I'm not even going to say his name, he had his knee on that man's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. So for a cop now to say that he's in support and he, you know, understands what we're going through, for him to take a knee in a uniform, that's kind of, that's different. I, I, I don't get that. 
I don't like it. And I'm not one of those dudes who's going to hem and haw and, 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 and try to beat around the bush and try to subliminalize and all that. Knock it off. And I think that's what a lot of people do. They, they talk, you know, they play both ends against the middle. Because who knows, they might have an interview with them sometime down the line. Or they're not kidding. Why you can't speak truth to power? What you scared of? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't get, I don't get, you know, how today's, you know, cats move. You know what I mean? I, I get the fact that y'all out there, you know, fighting for your your freedoms and your rights, which you should definitely do. But then when it comes to, you know, speaking truth to power on some others, it. You just kind of like, you'll beat around the bush. Oh, so-and-so said this, but I'm not going to tell you who it was. And I'm like, oh, what do, why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? You know what I'm saying? And, and don't talk in riddles. I don't, I, don't, I don't play that game. Don't talk in riddles. If you can't tell me who said it, if somebody said some slick shit about me, and you can't tell me, I'm going to assume you said it. How about that? And then we can go from Right, but all this nonsense about you know, um, I'm not going to say any names and all that. Then you you just want some attention, and I'm the type of, and I'm the type of individual that will call you out on that. And I have, and I will continue to do so because I don't want to be associated with nobody who's soft, who's scared of their own shadow, who's scared to speak their mind, who's scared to stand on a square. So. Don't come around me with no mystery meat. Either talk about it or don't say nothing to it. Talk about it amongst your friends, the ones who are impressed by that. I'm not impressed by that. I'm not impressed in the least by you talking around it and, 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 and being on some mystery. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not here for this. It's not a game show. If you got something that you got to say, say it. Period. So, again, that, that, that's, that's my only thing, man. So, again, at the end of the day, man, um, just be who you are, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and talk that, you know, that, that stuff, man. Talk what you know. That way you can talk confidently. If you don't know something, it's all right to ask questions. You know what I'm saying? But don't, you know, don't bring no nonsense and drama to the table if you're not going to stand behind it. If I got something to say about you, I'm going to say it to you. And if I can't say it to you, I'm going to tag you to make sure you see it. And then we can talk about it. That's how it's supposed to go. If you got respect for people. If you don't got no respect for people, you can't talk to them. Because you don't respect them. Or you want to, you know, you want to talk to them, oh, everything is lovely, everything is good, everything is fine, da, 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 and rock them to sleep. While in reality, it's further, it, it, that's the furthest from the truth. So why can't you just say, look, this is the deal. X, Y, and Z is going on. How do you propose we fix it? What's wrong with that? That's common sense, ain't it? Instead of, oh, yeah, man, this is, the, you know, everything is, you know, inside or whatever. Then when you get out of earshot, it's like, nah, man, I'm not feeling that or whatever. You wasting energy, yo. And I don't want to be around that. I can't be around that. Because then I'm a front on you. And then we're going to really have an issue. So at the end of the day, man, just, you know, stand on your square. If you got something that you, that, that's on your mind, speak your mind. And, 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 that, and that's all it could be at this point. You know what I'm saying? So, again, man, um, respect to everybody doing their thing. NBA will be back July 31st. 
I know my man Bob James is in the building doing his thing, so I'm going I'm to I'm keep, it, keep it pushing, keep it short. Um, I'm about to get ready to get up out of here. It's 9.15, so I'm going to get out of here early, man. All right? Um, shout out to Bob James. Man. I appreciate you, man, for everything you're doing. Um, this is the quarantine edition, so it's not really the regular after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Everybody's at home doing what they do. So um, I appreciate Bob James taking time out to um, – to, to let me do my thing. And I appreciate Action BR Network for letting me do my thing. I appreciate Speaker.com and all of that. I appreciate um, my man Devinum from War Room Sports. We got to get this town hall set off, um, Bob. Sometime in the near future, man. We got to get a town hall set off, man. Because I think that a, a lot of people um, still have, uh, have um, very strong opinions about what's going on in today's climate, especially when it has to do with sports. You know what I mean? Because a lot of stuff has been, you know, talked about and dealt, but we have to come to some kind of, you know, how are we going to fix it? Because we, we always talk about it. A situation happens and we talk about it for a week or two or whatever, and then it's back to normal, back to sniping at each other and, and talking crazy and, 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 and all of that. So I think that I'm proposing to all you other sports heads out there, talk shows, whatever, Rev T, War Room Sports, Season Ticket, all of that. All right? No knockoffs radio, all of that. All right? Let's get together, man, and, and, and see if we can come up with some kind of ideas or some kind of agenda because I think that um, we're the ones who watch. We're the ones who support. We're the ones who are around. Um, so I think that we're the ones who are affected by what's going on. And I think that, you know, you know, we we need a chance to, to, to voice our opinions about what's going on. Um hopefully man, everything will be back in order, man, in the in, in the next, you know, few weeks, hopefully by the end of this month, um, we'll get it together and uh, we'll be back to, to doing what we do on a regular tip. But for right now, man, step further review two point oh aka the sideline pass. I'm about to get up out of here. I got my man Bob James holding me down. I appreciate you, man, dude. And um stay stay safe. Stay hydrated, stay high, do what you do. Shout out to everybody out there doing what you do. Tommy, I miss you, bro. A year ago today, man. All right? Um, I miss you, man. All right? It's the mayor. After further review, 2.0, a.k.a. John Line Pass. And I'm out. Peace.
message intact And the truth is, it's a matter of fact That this goes out to the one we look to Hoping that the message in our jam would hook you up in a hurry so that you could be locked in This is a bond that you ought to take stock in It's got a funky beat, and I can bug out to it. 